Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi, everybody. It's Marsha. Hope everybody's doing well. And we have a great show today. One guest, uh, Celie Kay, we're going to have a good time. She was on once before, and uh, we're going to talk about a lot of different subjects. And so we'll move a little fast, but it's going to be fun. And um, I'll just, let's see, do I have anything new here? Yeah, I have a lot of shows going on, um, and I've been posting them. And we have one new show coming up that I'm doing. It's called Hello, Hollywood. And that will be at the end of this month and probably once a month because everybody's been home a lot and watching Netflix and um, all the different, you know, Prime. And so I think we'll be talking about old movies, new movies. And if anybody wants to be a guest, please let me know because we're going to, that show is not about promoting our books. It'll just be about having a good time and talking about what we've been doing during COVID, which is watching TV. <laughs> A lot of us, and some people have been reading, but a lot of people are watching a lot of series, so I think it'll be, you know, a fun show, and um, there'll be several guests each time, so, and I think it'll work out really well, because, you know, we all like movies that are writing books, I'm sure, and so I think with different topics, different, we all have different opinions on what we watch, and everybody says, oh, you got to watch this show, you got to watch that show, and, you know, so I think that's what's been going on lately, so we'll be starting that at the end of March. And uh, let's see, so I'm going to bring on Celie, she can tell you all about herself, and um, it's going to be very, you know, a lot of fun, because we have a lot of topics we will be discussing. So hi, Celie, thank you so much for coming on again. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome, and we're going to be talking about a lot of different subjects. And so before we do that, why don't you tell everybody about yourself and how you started this entire new career of yours? Okay, well, that's a rather long story. Um, okay. I spent 20 years as an attorney, and I also worked as a journalist. I went to school for journalism and wound up basically putting myself through law school working as a journalist. Um, but then I spent 20 years working in law firms, and finally one day just up and said, you know what, I have a small child, this is no life for me, I need to get out. Yeah. So I walked away from the law firm and started my own company, basically doing communications for law firms. And oh, wow. That, <laughs> what is that? And what, I did what kind quite of communications? Well. Like what? What's doing what? Um, doing all sorts of things for law firms, everything from their websites to their brochures to speeches to newsletters, anything you could think of. I did all their communications. Oh, that's great. Um, Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But then uh, one day I discovered that I had MS, multiple sclerosis, 
and realized that I had to make some changes. And after about five years of going through seven surgeries and being so doped up on anesthesia, one day my head cleared and I said, what the heck am I doing? Yeah, I need to change my life. I need to do something else. And I decided I'm going to write romance books. I don't know why I decided that, but I just was one of those things I always wanted to do. And so I started out with a series called Kinky Briefs. And it basically is five books that are each a collection of short stories about lawyers in love with a dash of kink. Right, right. Each book has (laughs) ten short stories, and there are a wide variety of them. There's even a lawyer in there who has MS. Um, But I basically drew on my 20 years in the field and all the lawyers I had met from Supreme Court justices on down to the king of torts and anybody else in the legal world who was important. Um, I had met and I cataloged everything that happened when I met them, and those all came out in my books in a variety of ways. Well, yeah, you know, they say write what you know, so I think, you know, a lot of people don't. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good thing, you know, because you know it, and you know, then you know, you know things that if let's say I was going to write about law, I wouldn't know. So you just you add it in your stories. So that's a good thing, right? Well, and like I said, each I a lot of people will ask me if I wrote about them in my books. <laughs> I always say no, not really, <laughs> because really, you, find, when you, you know, it's just you know, I think people think kind that. of a collection. Like, yeah, you know, people have different characteristics, but you add them in and you mix them, probably. That's what happens. That's right. You know, you mix I mean, characters. one lawyer had a favorite saying, and I would use that in one character, and there would be quirks <laughs> that people would have that I would include mm-hmm. in other characters. It's a great way to build You're, a character. You just draw on everybody, on everybody you know. Yeah. And you listen, after all those years, you've you met so many people, you know. That's so right. I think, you know, right. And that that makes it interesting. So, you know, but, I, you know, it is good to stay in some sort of a genre. You know, we had talked about this before the show. You know, I think that's a, yeah. a when you stay in one genre, it does help you market. And you. Exactly. Uh, marketing is important. And I know, like, the what I noticed is some of the things, you know, when I was, researching you and I we you you did say one thing to me which this really we've not talked about this on the show about putting your bio in because I think a lot of times even on Amazon they say oh just put two sentences in or two don't put too much in but how much is too much and why do you think it should be in because I after you said it it's just in my head now because I think that a lot of people don't know. I mean, it, I think because it just kind of clicked in my head that, yeah, we should say more about ourselves than we do sometimes, you know, because well, we, a lot of people that are writers had other lives before that. Well, and, and people do. want to know about authors. I mean, they want to know what they're about, where they came from, um, how they developed their love for writing. Um, there's a lot of questions can be answered in a biography, and it, you know, the biography sells you. That's that's a primary sales point. They look at your bio and if they think it's interesting. They say, well, maybe I should check out their books. So yeah, I think it's, I, it's I think a it's, really. I think people are afraid sometimes to do that. I know even myself. Like when I started 20 years ago, doing you know doing different things, and when I got on Facebook, I think it's I don't know how long ago. It's like maybe 
14 years or something like that on Facebook. But when I first started on Facebook, you kind of don't want to put too much about yourself because at that time you're going like, oh, do I really want to be out there like that, you know. But then we are all out there like that. And maybe it is good to at least say what we really do. So people, like you're saying, I it really didn't click in my head till I read, you know, when you asked me, you know, you mentioned something about bios, then all of a sudden it clicked in my head that people really, because I look at everybody's bios when I have them on the show. And I think it just clicked because of that, because some people don't want to put too much about themselves. Right. You put it all out there. But- well, in the alternative, what people do is when they don't want to talk about themselves, they say a lot of what they think are whimsical things. You know, yeah. they go on little flights of fantasy about, you know, what what they think about or how they dream or how they, you know, are inspired. And it makes no sense when you read it. You're like, well, okay, but what do, what do you write? Why do you write? I think those are you questions know, they that don't sometimes people don't know. Information. They don't think about a lot because I think a lot of times people, they just started writing because a lot of them started writing just because they think they could make money. And when they realize that you don't make all that much money, I think they, (laughs) uh, they turned, they checked it, they checked and go, okay, that box isn't the right thing here because I'm not making money, but so I might as well enjoy what I do, but, and be truthful sometimes, you know, that works too. Because I do think people, I, after all these years, I do think people kind of like the truth and they, uh, most of us don't write the bio. I, like I, at the beginning, I was afraid to say all that, you know, anything I did before. But I think that now, I think since you said that to me, it's in my head, and I think that people that are listening now, maybe check out your bio and see if you really should add some things. Because, like, everything that you just said before about what you did got you to the place you are now. Exactly. All the skills you have. We're not born. Yeah, and if you're ashamed you know. of yourself, then you shouldn't be out there. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> well, then you might have to make up a life if you're ashamed yeah. of what you've done. You know, and sometimes people do write things that they pro- well, I definitely agree. I remember years ago, I had people working for me when I was doing I was an agent. For, you know, I was a uh, signatory agent with the Writers Guild, and I would say, don't show pictures of yourself drinking beer and doing all this and having this. This isn't what people want to see about you 10 years from now. You have to be careful, and you as a lawyer know that. That matters. What would you tell the people about that? How much to, How much is too much to tell? <laughs> about the biography <laughs> or the photo? Yes. I can go either Both. way. <laughs> Both, either way. Well, okay, let lawyer. me give you an example. I write a blog, uh, blog um, and basically I interview authors. Um, sometimes it's just straight interviews. Sometimes it's interviews about their books. And I always like to open with a little introduction. And I can't tell you how many times I am visiting a hundred different websites trying to get information on this author because the biography they gave me tells me nothing. Right. I mean, right. half the time, I, I mean, people want to know where they're from. You know, they want to know little details about their life you know, why they started writing, things like that, um, and what they write. And people don't give you that information. I'm just like, what are you missing here, people? Right. Well, People that, want to know right, about they, you for a reason. Yeah. But, yeah. but my biggest pet peeve are the photos people give me. You know, selfies are ridiculous. 
<laughs> and I get a lot of them. I mean, I get pictures of people taking, they're, they're sitting on a beach chair in their bathing suit, their sunglasses mm. on, and that's the photo they give me. I know. And I'm thinking, are you, are you trying to sell yourself? Yeah. Because that photo's not going to do it. I mean, I I don't care if you don't have the money for a professional photo, but your yeah. photo should be professional. If you yeah. want to be taken seriously in this industry, treat it like a career. Treat it like a profession. And people, you know, there's so many authors out there who don't do that. I yeah. Mean, you don't I think, want you know, p- taking silly. pictures for people, you know, for me, you know, I personally hate photos, okay, and I'm getting better at it. But I... I literally, because I can't sit in a picture and smile, I'm not good at that, and it's hard. So I think for people, so for me, when I see all these people, I'm thinking like, oh, my God, they take all these close-ups. They they don't, they, this should not be some pictures that you want out there. And I think to myself, well, maybe I'm crazy. But they, because they put stuff out there that I would not put out there, you know, and I think that's the new thing now. The people like to put stuff out there, how you look a certain way. When I don't know why you'd want to look, you know, show people that. I would not. So for me, it took me to do like a picture, it was just of my face myself. I took me like hundreds of shots because I am. I think it's hard to take a photo of yourself. You're right. A professional is good, and I know I yeah. tried to sit, and I'm not. I'm a person that's like on the move. So I think if people, if I could take a picture while I'm on the move, it'd be better, you know. Because a lot of people, that's how selfies. They're, you know, it's really difficult to look great. Or look like I don't even know, but close up and doing. And if you're trying to sell yourself as an author, you're right. If you're just having a fun, maybe. But I, I know what you're saying about the bio because I too look at everybody's bio for my when I'm looking, and it's really interesting. Some of the people that are with the very very big publishers have less on them than other people. It's it's you know and a lot of the publishers don't do a lot of you know PR anymore for them so they do their own so there's more right. PR now because they're doing their own you know you have to do right. a lot of PR so, but you should have like you're right it it did make me think a lot when I when you mentioned the bio part because I think people don't put that down because sometimes I look at what they're and I can't put that, I'm not going to put that out because it's not going to make people even want to care if they're on the show. And sometimes I don't put a lot of anything on because, when you know, if you don't have something good to put on, you don't put it on at all. Or if I have three and four guests, you can't do that. I, there's not enough, but they don't let you have enough space in blog talk. But but in when you're talking about yourself, as far as Amazon, you're right. They need a better bio and things about them. So well, you could help that you know it'll be easier for you when you do an article on them right yeah and but you know i i do think there has been such an influx of authors lately because of self-publishing oh yeah and a yeah. lot of them just aren't equipped to promote themselves they don't understand what it takes a lot of people think they're going to write a book and everybody's going to think hey great and Man. they're going to run out and buy it and that's not the way it works and Look at social media. You have to be on every social media platform there is out there promoting yourself. And it's it's a 24-hour job. It is. It's very difficult. You know, um, but there are companies now that 
uh, you can pay, and they're not very expensive, and they post a ton of your pictures. They make photos for you. You know, they make banners. I'm big on that because you have a lot of things on you too because I like that. And I think that's important. And like I have, I use CLG and I use O and P. They are on Pussycat. They they put out a lot, and it's not very costly. But authors should use that because right. uh, they need help because it really is a twenty four hour. Sometimes I say, oh, I'm not going to do this, and then I find myself sitting there, and I go like, oh my god, it's like an hour and a half went by like nothing. Because it is hard, you know. Um, you have some really good posts, though, I must say, and your pictures are very vibrant. Well, thank you. <laughs> Which, well, cause, I you wasn't know, sure. I... <laughs> no, you are, you are to, well, listen, you did communication, so now I get everything that you've done because you're putting, you know, that's why people, If just because you are an author, you may have some other good qualities that people might want to know about you, to, that's what makes you a good author when you are more well-rounded a lot of times. And a lot of people right. for, have done a lot of things. So maybe they should example, put it. For example, I like cooking. I love to cook. And so I've been using Instagram to post some of my recipes, especially I did football Sundays for a long time because oh, I cook something special every football Sunday. So I was posting that on Instagram, and that got a really good response. Um, those are the kinds of things that you can let people know. If you knit something, post a picture. You yeah. Tell people what you did and why you did it. Um, it I gives think it's, you I think another you're probably aspect right, of your you personality. Yes, yeah, yeah. a lot of people, you know, as you write, you know, because you're saying you write sexy, kinky-type books. So I think that <laughs> that's the other thing. People have other names, so they don't always, you know, do that, you know. So when you, all right, so let's talk about your books. Now, what make you, made you decide to add the kink in the stories? Or did you decide the kink um, first and then the stories? Well, actually, I started writing those books basically on a dare. Um, oh, I had okay. just broken <laughs> my worked. leg and I spent... Oh. <laughs> I, have an, I have all these injury stories. I'd broken my leg and I was stuck in a rehab wow. center. Wow. Um, and Fifty Shades of Grey had just come out. Uh-huh. And I had nothing to do, so I got out my nook and I ordered the books and I was reading them all. And when I was done, I called a friend to complain about them, and I won't go into it. <laughs> um, I wasn't happy with how they were written, and she said, "Well, do you think you can do something better?" And I said, "Sure." Yeah. And so that's basically okay. how <laughs> there you go. was born. I figured I would so- I would do it the way I thought was more truthful. And basically more contemporary. Um, I didn't like the characters in the book, and I thought that it showed BDSM in a. How do I say this? Yeah, it an unfaithful light. <laughs> I'm trying to be very politically. Well, well, yeah, well, because a lot here. of people. I remember. Listen, when I started doing shows, like 12 yeah. years ago, we had authors on, and we were going like, "I BDSM." I'm going like, "What?" I have to explain. This. What's going on? There was, you know, because a lot of people, we really didn't talk about those things on TV, and it wasn't a big deal. And it's a huge market, huge. Right. I mean, it's a big, well, very big and market. studies show that more and more people are interested in things that are considered kink. And basically, kink is anything that isn't normal, that isn't yeah. basically part of the vanilla life. It's anything yeah. unusual you're interested in. It's, it's yeah. not, it doesn't have to be anything extreme. 
You don't have to be tied to a cross and get whipped. Right. It, it, it's not. There are all yeah. different aspects of it. Right. And some of well, it happens and there's to be communities too. There's communities that that's yeah. you know that's just what that's how they live too. You know, and you don't really know that. You don't know like someone across you know the street or whatever. You really don't know what they do. Right. It, it, there's exactly. no type. It's not a type. It's not like you go, oh, this is someone that practices BDSM. Anybody can do that, and you don't know. So I think that that's one of the reasons I've had a lot of sexy shows because I think at the beginning. When people started, well, because, well, actually, you know, you're right about um, Fifty Shades. That was when more people were really getting interested in sexy, I mean, really intense stories, you know, at that time. And some of those publishers are gone now because I used to have them on my show. And um, they're not there now, you know, a lot of them. (laughs) But there were a ton of small publishers that were, you know, and I used to have them on my show. We talked about it, and, you know... As you're saying, it's a huge market now. Right. And when I started writing, I really wanted to focus on the relationship in my stories, the relationship between the men and women um, right. that basically gave rise to some kind of kink. Um, I didn't make it the books about the kink alone. I made it about their relationship and sure. how those right. things played into the relationship. Right. I thought that was really important. I think it needs yeah. to be written about in the context of a relationship. It doesn't, because really, if all it's about is the kink or the BDSM, it, yeah. it borders on porn. And I hate to say that, but I think unless there's the element of the relationship in there and how it enhances the relationship, um, I, I, I think you, you don't have a story there. Yeah, if you don't, right, right. But but you actually have stories. So, I mean, so I think, yeah. you know, because I some people, I, I know that people context. would explain it. Well, they explained it, whereas sometimes it's what people do behind the door, closed door, you see when you're right. writing it. You know, is that how you look at it, when it's just open door, when you're... Doing yeah. scene. No, I mean, I, I like I said, I, I keep it within the context of relationship. My my uh, characters aren't out, aren't out there flaunting it. Um, right. Okay. It's personal and it's private. Yeah, which it should be in a lot of ways, you know. And I think, well, because of more movies now, you know, I think there's so many stations on now. There's a new one, but it's not really very intense, some of the ones I've seen on Passion Flick. And there's a lot of new shows out there, you know, with um, – right. There, I mean, sometimes when I'm watching, I'm thinking like, I re- it's it is amazing what they do on TV now. I mean, it's it's insane. You know, ten sometimes years ago, it. we would not have seen probably seventy five percent of what we see now on television, right, or in right. the movies. I mean, it right. has opened up almost to an extreme. <laughs> yeah, because well, I'm still there. Are there things are some I'll see on Netflix. Play, and yeah, go, there are some. Oh, yeah, there are some, and, and then I'm sitting there going like, whoa, I know, it's so insane, you know, but <laughs> it's part of their relationship, you know, but it's there's yeah. part of their relationship, and it isn't the whole story. See, that's your, that's the thing, that I think people, you know, when you talk about erotica, when you talk about sexy books, I think people just kind of like, they go, oh, I don't really want to read that, a lot of people, and then, but when you really think about it, like let's say Harold Robbins in the old days, you know, and that Harold, I mean, they just wrote it in the story, 
And I think if a lot of times people are writing thrillers and suspense and they have very sexual scenes, but it's not listed as that. It's listed as a thriller suspense. It just kind of happens in there. So I think that that's one of the things is how you list a book and how much, you know, is really in it. It's basically stories with sex in it. Well, and that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Um, a lot of my books have a much different plot, and the, the the sexy parts of it basically just work into it because it's something about the relationship of the characters. Right. Um, it's not that's not the point of the book. I don't write the book to titillate. I write the book basically to educate and you know. And you're writing all a story. People to explore their adventures. Yeah. Yeah. I want I mean, people to when they read my books to come away with thinking, oh, she took me on a great adventure. Well, that, right. And a lot of your books, they're stories. All right. So, right. you know, I think that, you know, when I started writing, like, one of my books, I just, I did it actually on, like, could I do this? You know, a Virginia Templeton story. It was a shorter story. You know, and then I made second and third, and then now I'm writing it more, and then I wrote another book, but it was, like, very, it was difficult for me and to write I wanted to, and she, she's my best character still that I love, Virginia Templeton. But I, it was on a, not on a dare, but for my for myself, it was kind of could I do this? Because I've had so many authors on, and I'm thinking like, can I do this? You know, I mean, so I think I, what you're saying is, you know, can you do this? And you have short stories, so and I think some people like short stories. Like I, at the well, I write I short come, stories because. Yeah. When I read a book, I lose interest after 150 pages. I, well, I need something short. I like short that, too. Right. I, I agree. I agree. I totally agree. I, think, I, I can't read something that's 500 pages long. Yeah. I don't have the yeah. patience. I don't write them there. I write shorter things. I write, you know, 150, 160, you know, or some I've done yeah. a little longer than that. But I, I truly agree with you on that because I, I think, and a lot of times, I know certainly after, you know, Fifty Shades, a lot of people wanted lunchtime reads. We started to call them that, lunchtime reads, where you could read, you know, a little story at lunch. And you'd be done. Right. And it's fun. And that's it. And so a lot of times it's kind of just fun to write that way. And you get your book done and people like it and they're reading it online. And it's just kind of a fun experience for somebody just to be in another world for a hit, like a soap opera, you know, the soap operas, you know, people really love soap operas because they do a little, it's just a story. They do, you know, and I think that that's what these stories are. And I think we have the same problem when I talk to people with horror they go like oh I don't want to talk to horror writers I mean it's like it's so ridiculous or they don't even want to listen to that you know but it's just a different type of writing you know it's a story it's not the way they are it's this a story and just because people are writing sexy books doesn't mean that that's everything they think in life that maybe you know because right. writing is writing as far as I'm concerned it doesn't really matter because you the same the way you write and how you have to have it edited you have to have a cover all of us go through that no matter what we write so I think exactly. it's opening people's minds so do you all right, like did you your friends your regular friends were they shocked that you did this or are they just kind of like enjoying the fun that you're having I have people who still aren't talking to me. 
Are you kidding? Really? They were so shocked by my books that really? uh, they just couldn't reconcile me with the books. They were just wow. stunned. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that, and I was just as shocked, but I figured, you know what? It, it's all about tolerance and you know, what you can tolerate when you're reading. And it had, you know, I tried to explain to them, I'm just a story. It's no reflection of me. I wasn't that, the one who did it. See, that's things. the point, right? That's the whole point My right there. That's did it, the not thing. Me. It really isn't you. And, you know, for writers to get over that, I know it took me a long time to get over that. When I was writing screenplays 20 years ago, I was writing, and for me it was difficult to swear. Now I swear all the time. But, I mean, it was hard for me to write <laughs> swearing, okay? And so I, <laughs> I, you know, and so I wrote under a man's name because I thought it was easier for me mentally to be that person than me but then it took me years to get over the fact that this is who it is and then I started when I started writing Virginia Templeton first I wrote her as Madison Montgomery and then I thought oh this is really ridiculous I have a show I'm talking about books and I'm talking about my own book with another name it's just so I decided I'll just do my regular name you know but I still think for me sometimes I write better if I'm writing under another name because I'm thinking differently because it does it isn't really about me it's about my characters and what you're saying is true this has nothing to do with you it's just what you're writing exactly and well so for them to be mad at you that's pen name wow um I write under a pen name and the reason I do it is because I write erotic romance yeah and I was told right at the start that you don't want to put your real name out there because yeah. um, you're putting yeah. yourself in danger. Yeah. You're attracting the wrong kind of attention. And yeah. I, at first I was like, what, really? And I thought, well, okay, I'll do it that way. But, I mean, I've certainly never had any problems. I've never had anybody sleep, slip into my messages or anything like that that you hear about. Because right. um, now, now it's kind of, okay. so many people write this way. I mean, it's really, you know, yeah. it's the way it is. You know, and and see, that's the whole thing. I mean, I have a lot of gay authors on. I mean, I, people are very close-minded. So on this show, we I have it's all about love. It's really the name of this show, but right now, but it's like it is. It's just about love. It does, you know, and all of the things that go with it. And everybody isn't the same, you know. And so I think when people clo- open their minds to just read the story, and don't read, you know, have to go delve into the author and what you know i always laugh when people do you know um when they have book reviews where people are talking book clubs and they're talking about the author as why they you know what they think the writers like the books you know and (laughs) it's it's as you're like from what you're saying now it's nothing to do with it's just what you're writing it's exactly it's just a story that's spinning through your head and it has nothing to do with you it, right. It's not I'm a sure reflection of you. Yeah, and and so I think that's what is very difficult for people to understand. And so I think that I once had a show with four or five authors on. Oh, this was years ago, and everybody had a different name. And it was like, oh my god, uh, how am I going to call them? Because they had small children, they belonged to the PTA, and especially it was probably ten years ago. So it was more like people were, oh my god, you know. So it was so hard for me. <laughs> Who obviously, you know, I can't say their name. That's why, you know, when someone does write under another name, I much prefer to know them as the name that they're writing right. under. Because, I, and some people, I didn't even know that that wasn't their name, but it's easy for me to remember then that I won't call them 
the other name, you know, because <laughs> there are some people that really don't want people to know, and I get that, you know. And But I do think for myself, I think I write more free when it isn't my name. You know, right. it's just probably from what happened years ago that I was just, you know, getting out and learning how to do all these things. And, you know, it's just a story. And But I do know that when I read a lot of books, and sometimes they don't have sex like at the beginning. So then all of a sudden creeping in to a thriller-type story is a whole, these whole sex scenes or and stuff, and it's not labeled as that. And it just right. it goes with the story. But I think people, they freak out. You know, it's like, so yeah, it's just... Sex is a part of life, and I yeah. think people just need to accept that. Um, it just It's just there, and you know, your characters, if they're in a relationship, they are not going to sit home knitting every night. <laughs> right. Chances right. are there's going to be some kind of sexual relationship. It just happens. Um, yeah. If you don't like to read that in a book, then fine. Find another author. But it's a natural occurrence. It's reality. It's it's real. It's contemporary yeah. romance, and that's just the way it is. And it's, there's, you can't deny that. Right. So you do. So you're writing with Ecstasy Publishing because we've had several. I've had several authors on from Ecstasy. So all right. Now that you finished your book, let's just say. So what did you do after that? So people are listening want to probably know. So you finished your first draft of your book, or you're ready. You're ready to go. What did you decide right. to do? Well, I did a, a web search trying to find um, publishers that actually published erotic romance, and uh-huh. I got a list of ten. Uh, Ecstasy was the first one I submitted to, and it got accepted. I almost hate to say that because I know a lot of people get rejected a lot before they actually get accepted. But yeah. I was that was the first place that accepted me, and I looked at their contract as a lawyer. <laughs> And like yeah, their contract, exactly. and so exactly. I went with them. <laughs> and so, so how I many years is that them. that you've been? How many years have you been with them? Three years. Yeah. All right. So you just and so do they pick out your covers, or do you have a say so in things? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's yeah. basically a partnership. Oh, that's um, good. They. Uh, yeah, they provide the editing services, and then they provide the cover. And then there's some minimal promotion on their part. You are responsible for a large right. amount of promotion on your own. I but think that's most the way it is in the industry right. itself. So yes. that's nothing new. No, <laughs> definitely not. And it isn't new. And yeah. so, and that's why what we were saying is, you know, but it is good, you know, for some people, you know, I'm in, I'm thinking of sometimes doing this again. I was I wasn't going to, but then I might be because you know sometimes if you with a publisher. You just you give them the book, they do the book, and that's it. With me, I've redone my covers, I've changed this and that, and I think it's better if it's final and it's over and move on, you know. And um, that's what I'm doing now, you know, just moving on, you know. And so I think that that's a good thing when you go to a smaller publisher and you're done. Then you just right. move on. You know, you don't you know, go, well, should I have that cover my- or would this be better? Now, do you have audio books? Um, no, I haven't gone that way route. A lot of people have. I just don't have the time. Um, well, you don't really have to. You know, what job. you can do is, as long as your books are on Amazon and your publisher is okay with it, you can just go on to ACX, and they're from Amazon, and then put your title in, and then ask to do a 50-50, and 
a narrator will find you. And then they do it, and that's that. And Amazon takes care oh. of it. Fifty, They pay you 50, you know, each of you 50%, and you never have to deal with the narrator again. That's it. They handle everything. And it doesn't cost you I've anything. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's good. It sounds Great. like a good All opportunity. All my books are on ACX. ACX. Because their, their, their Audible up. is Amazon. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, so you nice don't have to, to. You just put yours out there, and hopefully somebody will take your book. And you have short ones, so that's a very good possibility. At the beginning when I did this, maybe I did some of these five, six years, they didn't want to do – I have separate – there's um, narrators that won't do sexy, and there's narrators that will because some won't, and they use another name, some of them. Which, I never knew you know, that. Yeah, so ACX, yeah, and then because I think Audible, certainly in uh, the sexy market, it's a good market. Oh, yeah, Audible. definitely. Yeah, and people, and yours are, some of them are short, and that's good. It's enough. Well, I definitely so I, I, I tend to agree with you on that. You know, I, I think I feel that way sometimes. I was a script writer, so I think for me, a short, you know, a story that's 150, 200 pages, that's the story. And if you want to do a series, that's another story. But, you know, just you finish it, and if they want to read more about, you know, the story, or let's say sometimes they make it in a, you know, a country setting somewhere, and they have different series, but that's it. You know, because I like that. I'm one of those people that when I held the book in my hand, which usually I do a Kindle, but when I did... I like to look at the, how many pages are in it. I I, can't, I don't think I can read 400 pages anymore. I used to, want, you know, <laughs> read it, but I don't think I want to read 400 pages. You know, well, I, I, I always, prefer to read short. Right. The shorter the better. It just holds my attention that much longer. <laughs> so, right. So, um, so, I really so you have a, or you have people that are looking. Or you so you have fans. How did you manage right. to do that? That that's an important part. Well, you know, I spend some time on Twitter and on yep. Instagram and on Facebook. And that's basically the way you pick up, you know, people who are interested in whatever you write. Um, that one thing that has been good is the ecstasy name is recognized. And yep. so when people hear that you write for ecstasy, that that attracts a certain kind of reader. Yeah. So instantly they know, okay, there she's writing erotic romance. Yeah, they and the people who read that way, then all of a sudden they're following you. Um, I just joined Instagram. I want to say eight months ago, and already I'm getting followers. So I think there's just people out there hunting for different kinds of authors and and looking for their stories. Yeah, I think that the market that you're in is a strong market. It really is, regardless of people want yeah. to think that or not. It's a very strong market. <laughs> you know, it is. It's just a very and, – and I think the shorter stories in that market, because I think right. that, you know, if you can satisfy them in 50 or 60 pages, I think that's a good thing, you know, and they just read it and move on. That's why you have so many books, which is – tell everybody how many books you have because you do have a lot. I've got in a 20. short period of time. <laughs> published my 21 yeah i just right. published my 20th so um it's uh it's been a real fast ride i mean the good thing yeah. is when you write short books you you can go through all the different uh, stories that are swirling in your mind i think that's one thing that as an author 
you're constantly thinking about the next story. Yeah. And you're picking up all kinds of cues from things that are going on in the news or things that's happening in your life, you know, whatever. And you just want to get it all out. Yeah. And the best way yeah. to do it is to write the story and be done and move on to the next one. I know. I'm really doing that. I did it with my screenplays, and I found that hard because I, I do am, you know, I've been learning now to just move on and, you know, um, because I think, you know, when you write shorter things, you can just do it and then you're done. You know, and you're right. As authors, people, you have ideas and you just do it. And sometimes you can elaborate it by making it a short series. So I think that in this market especially, it's a good thing to do. Because I think people do not all, you know, a lot of people do like to read just 150 pages or even they'll read a short story like you have some that are 56 pages or something like that, you know. And... So I think that you don't give them time to be bored because people are kind of move on these days. You know, they don't want to be bored. And well, unfortunately, and as an author, you don't want to be bored either. No, that's, that's exactly that's right. You don't want you know. to be stuck into a box and told that you can only write that kind of story. And you want yeah. to be able to branch out if you can. I've moved yes. through. I've done romantic suspense. I've done a, a erotic romance. Now I've moved into paranormal. I'm writing about a lawyer who's also a vampire, and that's a nice little hot story. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, so you are moving. You know, you're moving on, and you're giving your readers um, right. a chance to see different sides of you, also. You know, and right. that's a good thing. You know, they don't get bored. Yeah. You know, well, and I, and I think... like showing that there's some flexibility in what I can write. Yeah, right. Because you don't want to write the same thing every time. Because that's, right. you know, also. But it sounds like you kind of get bored at things. And I do, too. So that's why I know that I should, instead of just wait, you know, because I think if you can do shorter ones, I think it's kind of good in a way because then you're done and then you just move on. And, exactly. you know, because sometimes you get caught at a spot where you're waiting for it to come for you. It doesn't come sometimes. And sometimes it's enough, just a short story. It's good, you know, because well, I just like it to be good. That's the thing. Well, yeah, and that, I mean, I have a plenty of stories I've started and never finished because I, I didn't think they were good. I didn't no, think they yeah, were I going anywhere totally. that anybody would be totally. interested in. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know, but that's the other thing. You know, when you do start reading other people's work, you're thinking like, oh, my God, what is wrong with me? I, well, I do that. You know, I think people listen to my show because I'm telling them the things that they do. Actually, sometimes you think like, oh, maybe this isn't good, but maybe this is great to somebody. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes you just have to get it out there, and you might pick up an audience because I think if people are waiting for that bestseller, or the, you, you don't know what that is, and you don't know if somebody's reading a shorter story of yours and say, you know what, I think this would make a great movie. You don't know that, and in Hollywood, they're not reading 400 pages, and that's the truth because they don't. And they like short story novella types, because, and then they hire someone to write the script because whatever script you have, they always go like, well, we don't like this in it, we don't like that. And if they pick a book, they'll get their own script writer to write the script. Exactly. You know, so I think that but, that's – a lot of people don't think like that, though. What were you going to – go ahead. Yeah. That's my dream is to get is that have dream? somebody right, then you keep pass doing my it. book right. onto a screenwriter and say, yeah. this is a great story. It's got to be yeah. a movie. <laughs> right. And you know what? There are a lot, like I mentioned, this passion flick or something. It's all sexy, sh- shorter type stories that may 
you know, it, it's I didn't even know. You know, it, I was looking around. You know, I'm looking at Prime, and I'm looking on Prime. If you scroll down, there's something called Passion Flick. I don't know how long it's been there. Probably not that long, but and they're movies from books. Right. Have you watched? Well, I got a letter days? from somebody who was looking for short erotic romance stories to do uh-huh. uh, as audio books, and they were going to do them for free. They said, submit yeah. your stories, uh-huh. and if we like it, we'll sign you, and you know we'll do the audio book for you. So I've submitted a couple of my books. <laughs> the response I got back was, my stories weren't sexy enough. So you need to go and I, I you need to just go into so ACX. Hard. Go into ACX because because once you have a story on Amazon, they will. All you have to do is when you get into ACX, you will see you'll you'll just follow the way you know the follow the rules and what right. you're supposed to do, and then you just click on where they you know you where it's open to narrators and they find you. And they give you, well, you give them a sample of what you want, like how many pages you might want, and then they send back. If they like it, they send back, um, you know, you can hear their voice because that matters, the narrator's right. voice. And so and that's it. You don't have to pay anything, and they find you. Well, my point and about it, my comments was that I laughed when they said my stories weren't sexy enough. Because I have people who tell me that they're so hot, they feel like their fingers are scorching when they're reading my book. Yeah, see, I, <laughs> see that's that, that's okay, the thing. That's people, all a definition. Right. It's eyes in the mold. Well, you, you, you know, well, you're, you know, it's because I think people, you know, there are, you know, maybe this is a special, the different kind of an audio company that's looking for really right. hot, 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 hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's, you know, but with aud- with audibles. It's just a story they're looking for, you know, and so it's that's you know, but it's getting the narrator that want because some I like I said some narrators won't take it on, but if they don't want it, they'll just pass you by, you know. But I think right. you might have a shot with that. I don't, you know, I'm sure that your books will be fine on there, as long oh, as your I'll publisher says it. okay. If they're right. okay with it, then you're okay to do it. But Audible's, it's it's just, you know, it's a well-known company and you do nothing. The only thing I didn't like was you have to sign it for several, a lot of years, like several years. But I figured if Audible's goes out of business, that meant Amazon is not going to be. And I figured, well, that I, I'll take that chance, <laughs> which I wouldn't yeah. take with other people. You know what I mean? I wouldn't take it with yeah. another, just anybody. But I will with them, you know. So I think, you know, well, so even when you're picking out your characters, books. which, pardon? Go ahead. No, I was going to ask about your characters next, because we haven't really talked about your characters. The names well, of they, them and how how you pick them. And um, do you, you know, when you write, do you have them in mind in your head exactly, or do you let them, like some, some authors, you know, start with a character and then they get, like as you said before, using some of their characteristics of people. That you, you know, know what? I am a I write by the seat of my pants. Okay, Literally. yeah, I do too. When uh, I, yeah. I sit down okay. to write a book, I just have a nugget of, you know, what I want to write about. I yeah. know where the story, where I want the story to go, and where I want mm-hmm. it to end up. And I just sit down and start writing. And the yeah. names just come to me as I write. I don't go through yeah. the phone book 
Yeah, I don't use the names of people I know. I it's just no. all yeah. in my right. head, and I just let it flow. <laughs> right. Well, I know, I, and I always laugh sometimes because I remember when I was an agent, some people they would use their own names and as characters. And I'm going like, oh, usually guys did that if they were like action type <laughs> people, they would use their own names. And I'm no, like, thank oh, you. Okay. <laughs> I know you're thinking about you. <laughs> You know, but yeah. right, because I do think right. I write that way too. I just start writing, you know, and uh, sometimes I write longhand, and then I it all changes when I get to. But sometimes I just write really pretty free when I'm writing longhand, you know, and then I'm not as fussy. And then when I get to the computer, then it all changes, you know. And right. I'm sure you have this too. When you have a thought, don't you write it down? Because otherwise, it's gone. Usually, I think. put it in my phone yeah. or. I'll stick yeah, it on the me computer. too. Sure, <laughs> me too. Because it's gone; it doesn't come back. And sometimes you'll sit there thinking, <laughs> "What was I thinking about?" And this way, if you just write a few words, you'll remember it. I think. Do you? I, that's how I remember it. Then the whole scene. Wait. If I write something down. Do you, do you down. sleep with your phone next to you when you when you oh, sleep? I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I mean that that little note taking app yeah, on there. I have those. <laughs> Yes, I so I, I used to wake up in the middle of the night with a great idea for a story, and I would have to record it. You know, I, when I woke up in the morning, I wouldn't remember it. Right, that's but, like dreams. You don't remember? Do you dream a lot? I dream a lot, but I don't. Oh yeah, nothing. I, nothing I want to write about, though. <laughs> nothing I want to write oh, about. I have plenty of stories inspired by dreams. You do? I make sure oh, that do? I get up and record it. Yeah. Make, yeah. doesn't make for a very it. peaceful night. That's a better night. way because if you're really tired, yeah. it's like you're going like, oh, I don't know if I get more. You know, I, my contacts aren't on, and then I have my glasses there next to it too <laughs> because I can't see. So, you know, so then I'm thinking, well, recording, that's probably a good idea to do it that way. This way you, it's yeah. in there for sure because sometimes then you yeah, look like at it and go, what I, am some I Some nights I'm, I wake up in the morning and I think, I didn't sleep at all. I was too busy you know, talking into my phone. I yeah. should have put it further away. I know, because sometimes, at, well, sometimes at night, you know, if I'm dreaming, you know, I wake up, I'm exhausted. I'm thinking, like, do other people, my my husband does not dream. He says he doesn't. But I am dreaming every night, and it's tiring sometimes. <laughs> and I'll get up and I'll say, do you know, you know what I'm It's so weird, you know, because dreams, you know, and some people, like, right, you get up and, right, you, you know, you talk about it on your phone, which is that smart to do that. If you're, but mine, I don't. There's nothing. They're, they're too crazy. Mine right now are like of wearing masks. I'm always at a place where I'm going like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm not wearing my mask, or they're not wearing a mask, and so I don't want to write about that. <laughs> but during COVID, what have you been doing? Have you been writing more because of COVID? You, you know what? I have to admit that I have been screwing off. <laughs> Okay, a lot of people have. That's why messing around. A lot of people. I didn't yeah. mean that literally. I just mean I have not. I I just stopped following my regular schedule of getting up in yeah. the morning and writing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just kind of shifting around, and I think it's because I miss the contact with people, yeah. and people really inspire me with my stories. I know. Uh, <laughs> no. Things they say to me or interactions I have with them I know. That inspire me. And without that, and with constantly listening to, you know, this about COVID and that about COVID and the vaccine and everything I else know. that's going on, that it just wears on you. I um, think it does, and not in a good way. Because, you know, I remember the first few months, you're going, okay, first few months. But now it's like, 
uh, it's almost a year, and it's like, you know, that is difficult, you know. And I, a lot of people, a lot of authors I know, they write, you know, at Starbucks or at a coffee house or something like that. And so I, and they're inspired there, you know. And you're always, you know, if you're a writer, you, you're just looking around and you see people and you listen to their conversations kind of just to hear their, you know, the way they talk. And sometimes you pick up phrases, but not now and you know i went by a starbucks which was across from a medical building i was at the dentist so and then i'm shocked when i looked at the starbucks that used to be packed there was nobody in there there were no chairs no food hanging no no food nothing no tables nothing and it was like a ghost town i'm thinking oh my god you know and hopefully it will return to you know better days but a lot of writers did you know write at coffee shops Oh, they and just would sit there. Well, and just being able to people watch and all the things you can I do know. in a coffee That's shop true. or even in a library. I mean, it's yeah. just not there anymore. I, I finally turned off the TV and stopped watching all the stuff about the pandemic and everything. Not yeah, because yeah. I'm so not do you like movies? But do you I like just movies? felt like it was. Hmm? Do you like movies? I'm sorry. Do you watch movies a lot? Yeah, that, that's what I've gone back to doing is watching movies. Oh, maybe you um, want to be a guest on it. You can come on one of the shows because that's because <laughs> over this last year, people that's you know people are watching a lot of series and a lot of different right. things, you know, and that's why I'm going to have the show because a lot of people are watching TV, and you know, right? They turn off like uh, like for me at the beginning, I watched mostly news, but now I do watch news. I watch something and then I turn it on every you know every so often to see what's going on, but I find that I need to watch more TV or do something else, you know, than listen to it. It's it's really hard to listen to all the time. And it's I, not I, that I inspiring for I was developing what I call media malaise. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't yeah. listen to another news story. I was just like, everything is so negative. I just, I, yeah. I can't yeah. write like that. I, I, well, I right. try to write about happiness and love and you know, know romance and it's hard to do when all you're hearing about is all I the know. bad things going on in the I world. I totally agree. It's very hard to write that. You know, if you, especially you know, you're writing stories about romance and, and then I'm I'm trying to write a romantic comedy and be funny and then I'm listening to the news and that's not funny. And so I think there is a you, there is a time where you have to say, you know what, I need to like lie low a little and that's why people are watching a lot of T V. You know, there are so many yeah. shows on. You know, it's... Yeah, well, really once I honest. turned it off, you know, then I, all of a sudden, I had two books come out. Right. <laughs> yeah. For right. me, at no, least. No, I think that's true. I think that's true because effect. I think people really need to... Right. And I do think, you know, that people, you know, a lot of authors are adding some, you know, at the beginning, most people that I was talking to said, well, maybe I won't put COVID in there, but... It seems to be lasting a year, so it's kind of sometimes in some people's stories going to have to be in there if they need to, you know, um, if they're writing for like right now. Sometimes I, I don't know. I don't, you know, I'm not sure what I'll do, but I was going to do a children's book, you know, like with talk about masks, but then I decided not to. I didn't like it. I worked for pediatricians for years, and I just the thought of these all these kids are having to wear masks and be home, I just thought for me I didn't want to do that. You know, I'd rather go into more of a fantasy type, you know, something happy. Because I think this is a tough time now. So I agree with you that by turning it off, you can mentally think of your characters and another, you know, in a in a story rather than putting in what you're hearing. Because it, it, it's well, not happy. 
Well, that's a very important part of what books do. They take you away from reality and from the things that are going on in your life, the problems you're having. And they, they introduce you to a different set of circumstances that are more positive and happier. I mean, right. It's a break. It's a, a relief from your life. And right, that's which is why the soap operas, soap operas do well and any of those shows do well and stories about love and stories about, you know, just Paris or Italy, someplace, because we're not going anywhere. Nobody's going anywhere. So they're right now, like, you know, Stanley Tucci has a show on Italy, the food, and I'm thinking I saw that. probably doing really great because are yeah. you watching it? Yeah, probably. Not yet, but I'm going to. I, it's on my no, list. because, right, it's just so pleasant-like. But, you know, because it's just we're looking at food, you know, right. and it's just mm-hmm. I think people need that. I think they do. I think we, we as authors, do them a service to distract them from real life. Yeah, you almost I have see. to. Right. And so I told you, be on one of those Hollywood shows. Send me some shows that you like, and we'll talk about some of them. Because I think that's what, you know, it's fun to have shows like that. That's why I decided to do it, because I really do think that even as authors, over the years, and especially this year, we want to talk about other things than only ourselves sometimes. So I think that that's going to be a good addition to Michigan Avenue, because we'll just keep, you know, I love movies. I love old movies. I love any kind of movie. Not any kind, but I'm... You know, I do love old movies. They're great. You know. Uh, well, that show sounds like fun. Yeah. All right. So that's I'm a sure good thing. So on, talk you know, yes. All right. I'll put you on my mental list for people to contact. <laughs> you, because, yeah, are you going to talk about the worst all, movies we've ever seen? The worst ones? Do you have some that you yeah. don't like? Yeah. Yeah. Some are bad. I know. You know, there are a lot of ones, but I try to be, you know, uh, fair and try to watch them through the end. You know, just to see if it's really some kind of, you know, it could be a good story if they, you know, it starts out slow, you know, but right. um, some of them really aren't that great. But they're out there, you know. And yeah, they already Netflix are out has, there. I know, that's why there's hope. <laughs> see, maybe someone will pick up one of your stories. <laughs> Who knows? Nobody ever knows that. (laughs) You know, it's been great having you on. Do me a favor. Do one thing for the audience listening. Just give everybody where they can find you. I have it on the page, uh, the show page, and the show is on demand right after and on iTunes, and the page is up there, and they will always be able to see what, you know, your website and your blog, but just so people are listening where they can find you and what's what's on next for you. Well, I have a. I'm working right now on the galleys for a book called Bovine Tricks. It's book one of my Royals Gone Rogue series. It's about mm-hmm. an MI6 agent whose job is to rescue British royals from strange predicaments. I'll put it that way. And I'm being polite. <laughs> they managed to get themselves in some serious pickles. It's pretty funny. Um, I'm also working on book two of my Donovan Trait series. He's the vampire lawyer, and this book is called Ye Gods, the Laws and Ass. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and who better that, to know that than a lawyer? <laughs> who would know that? <laughs> well, a lawyer. <laughs> it's, paranor- it's a paranormal story, but it's also part comedy. But um, in good. answer to your question about where I can be found, um, I'm all over the Internet at this point. 
Yes, um, you are. The easiest thing. Mm-hmm. The easiest thing to do is go into a search engine, enter Sealy K, and you'll find out all the places I can be found. Yeah, you have a lot. Uh, you, yeah, you're very. You know, and that's what you know. We were talking about before. A lot of people don't aren't able to be found as much. You have a lot on you. You know, yeah. and that's a good thing. So I think when authors that was are intentional. You know, they, well, well, of course, the people need. <laughs> to know who people are, you know, and I do think I, it has changed my thoughts about the bio after you asked. I didn't, I really didn't think about it that much because, but I do think people should reconsider their bios and to try, you know, instead of being more secretive, I think what you're saying is probably true because people really, you know, and that's the same reason why people like to talk to authors at libraries. They love that, you know, uh they- they really do like to talk to authors. Well, and so and they want to know who you are, and they they want to get some kind of sense of camaraderie with you. You know, they want to they want to understand you and why you write what you write. Um, it right, helps and them I, enjoy and the story. Right, and maybe in with my new show, Hello Hollywood, people will see some of the authors I have on about what they like and what they don't like rather than just talking about their books or writing. You know, we'll be talking about right. other people's writing, which is always fun to do. <laughs> you know, and writers are pretty generous with movies. and You know, they are. I think they are because they know how hard it is. And everybody knows, right. I mean, that even if somebody has a book out, it's not that great, it's still hard to write a not-so-great book. You know what I mean? It's not easy. <laughs> Otherwise, everybody That's true. It. So, you know, and... People could be a little kinder to people with the reviews and not make the worst review ever for their book or whatever. It, you know, just don't write anything. It has to be that bad. You know, just don't don't write a review. You know, okay. if, if a you little can't compassion say, goes a long way. I agree, <laughs> totally, totally. All right, it was so nice talking to you, and I'm so glad you came on. And I'll look forward to having you on again, definitely. Okay, great. Thanks very much. All right. And thank you so much, and have a great day. Thank you to all that are listening. You too. Bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hmm? Well, I have leftovers. Yes. I know. That's Woke fine. Up this morning. 